Hey, what's up, branding experts? Arek here at Ibeg Design, and welcome to On Branding Podcast. And my guest today is Chris Konya, and Chris is the managing director at Sylvain Labs, which is a strategy and design consultancy based in New York. So Sylvain Labs work with clients like Uber, Disney, American Express, Spotify, just to name a few. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so on this podcast, we're going to talk about archetypes and how to use them in branding as a tool. As strategists and creatives, we often use archetypes because they basically help us build brands with more clarity and more cohesiveness, right? First, I just wanted to start off with the basics. So why stories, why storytelling, why archetypes? And maybe you can give us some examples. Yeah, I think stories, I guess stories are just an innate part of being a human and sort of there, I think a lot of how we connect with the world and kind of contextualize ourselves. So I think stories are just a tool that we use throughout our lives. Specifically for branding, I think archetypes and characters are things that are really helpful when we start to think about what roles brands can play for humans and for consumers. Characters and even more so archetypes, I think, are often used for us in branding, I think in two different ways. So selfishly for me, I'm a brand strategist, and so I'm typically creating new brands or repositioning existing brands. And when I'm thinking about creating the new brand, I think about what role, what problems do consumers have and what role can this brand have in those consumers' lives? And I think characters and archetypes help us to think about what are the innate and everlasting human needs that we all have that can yeah that we can help to serve with brands the second thing that i think archetypes can do for brands is more so for folks like my clients so people who steer brands on a day-to-day basis and are trying to create a cohesive brand with clarity like you were saying in an ongoing basis every day with every action and every touch point and i think an archetype is often really helpful in that situation because when you're trying to create unity for one brand, you often you have multiple people building that brand. You also have multiple perspectives and things that you're trying to do with that brand. And so having just one archetype that you can anchor in so that you can always think about what role are we constantly playing and how do we behave in this world? How do we react to the things that are happening with our brand? I think the archetype can really help steer that and guide you as you're trying to navigate different ways that your brand could potentially behave. Okay, basically, just to sum up for our listeners, stories are something innate they're a core part of human existence right and so we always tell stories we tell stories to our consumers to ourselves and so we need to be aware of of this narrative that we are pushing and archetypes come in here because they are uh, initially they were invented by plato and then and then by jung as well and uh, so we have 12 main archetypes now but there are also like archetypes with there are there are families of archetypes, right? So it could go to 60 or 80. And basically there are like patterns of human behavior and they help us uh, define brands, the tone of voice, the personality. So that, as you mentioned, we should start with thinking about what role does the brand have in consumers' lives and then go from there. So can we talk about the process that you go through with your clients usually? Where to start? How to figure out which archetype or what kind of a mixture of archetypes we should use for our brand? Yeah, great. 
I guess I want to step back into some of the things that you said, which I think are really interesting. When you think back into the history of archetypes and how archetypes came to be, we start, Jung is the often credited with having invented the archetypes and it came out of his whole idea of the collective unconscious, that there is this collective unconscious that exists within all of us, that when we are born into a society that has certain values and we all see and understand these same ideas and things. And Jungian archetypes actually started with just four archetypes, right? The persona, right. the shadow, the anima, and the self. And those represent different areas of... And then I think archetypes evolved and there are so many different kinds of archetypes now everything from like character archetypes to like seduction archetypes to heroic archetypes and the archetypes i think that we're talking about the ones that are often used in branding and advertising are there are 12 of them and they i think they represent often the things that we yearn for and the things that we want the things that we're missing and like you were saying those personality types can bring us comfort, can bring us joy, but they can, they really, I think they serve to, to satisfy our needs and satisfy what, what we want. And the thing about, I think, archetypes, to answer your question about how do you choose an archetype or how do you use an archetype, I think yep. there are, so these, there are the traditional archetypes that we have we've used for ages right the outlaw the magician the hero the lover right these are archetypes that are innate and or they're ongoing and central and I, I think when i think about clients today and i think about the brands that exist today one of the things that we're seeing in like culture and society is that there are certain at any given time there are certain values that are rising there are things that we are more interested in i think right now some of those things are things like self-love, inclusivity, the blending of genres and multidimensionality. These are like themes that are coming up in culture that all of our brand, like all, as we do our brand work, we're, we're all very conscious of and we, we are trying to help to illuminate and bring and elevate in society and in our brands. And what, what I did a couple years ago was I worked with a team at Sylvain and we redid the archetypes. We imbued the archetypes with these new values and really thought to ourselves, what are the needs of people and consumers today? And how can these archetypes serve those needs in a better way than maybe they have in the past? And so yeah. we started to think about things like, so like the outlaw, right? Like you're wearing a Harley Davidson jacket, right? Is Harley is an outlaw brand That's but correct. and in a way harley is always the outlaw is defined as a rebel without a cause but if you start to think about today you start to think about what what society's values are today we're so much about there's so much about purpose there's so much long-termism there's so much thinking about the collective and about society and about how we're doing good for each other that now it actually feels more like a revolutionary might be more appropriate a rebel with a cause right and so you start to think about brands like Thinks, the feminine product, or even Tesla could even be in this world, but really like the rebel that is there for a reason, for a, a thing that they're fighting for versus for individuality, which is I think what the rebel without a cause maybe was more about before. So really I'm thinking a little bit about how does a brand connect to people, connect to culture and connect to needs. And that's how you choose an archetype. Can I answer your question? Yes, definitely. Thanks for elaborating on that. First of all, you started by explaining more about where archetypes came from, right? So thanks for that. 
and uh, and this is a great example right so as you said in with your clients you dig deeper you dive deeper right so there is depth to each archetype as you said and uh, and in the modern world we can just they evolve so we can use them in in, in combination with other archetypes and so on as you gave, gave us example with tesla for example is you now is fighting for a cause is not just being a rebel and stuff like that so maybe can you give us perhaps some other examples of famous brands and that do it the right way the correct way yeah i don't think that there is a right or wrong way i do think that some brands become stronger and some brands less strong so for example, within, within the archetypal system, I think that there is the idea of love is changing and the idea of, so I think there was the lover. Right? And I think that the established archetypes will remain forever. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do feel like the lover is always, it will always be there. And an archetype, like a, a lover archetype might be represented by a brand like Godai or one that really is about, it tends to be more sensual. But I think today, actually, when you start to think about modern values and what people are thinking about in our collective unconscious now, we're thinking a lot more about things like self-love and self-care. And so, whereas I think it might have been about the lover before, it might now be more about the self-advocate. And so you might think more about an archetype around the self-advocate. An example of a self-advocate would be like a Fenty, right? That is mm -hmm. really advocating for different for individual people for a new person someone who's maybe been underserved in the past and i just want i can probably talk about yeah and i just wanted to throw it out there some of the classics like disney tv or marlboro so that we can we all know those famous brands so we can like understand the concept so disney is all about is a magician archetype right marlboro is again this uh, macho man a rebel so what is the usual process like um, help us understand Maybe the steps you go through with your clients when working on brands and using archetypes for inspiration, for defining the brand personality, the tone of voice and, and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I think I wouldn't say that there is one process for leveraging archetypes. I think that they come in different ways and different moments. Oftentimes, I think that archetypes are a common and easy way to connect over ideas. So whenever we're building brands, we're looking to build unique brands with differentiation. However, those brands connect to people through common ideas that may be less differentiated. So when we're developing brands, when I'm working with clients and I'm trying to figure out how, how to bring out the most compelling angle of their company, of their and articulated in a way that consumers, that is going to be most, most exciting for consumers. I'm often trying to connect with, oftentimes someone that I haven't worked with for all that long over complex ideas that we're trying to find common grounds around. And so archetypes often are a nice way for us to, to talk about the foundational footholds or anchors of a brand before we get into the more differentiated angles that are more specific to their brand. Oftentimes it has a lot to do with things that they already know about their brand or things that they know about their company equities and things that act as a foundational common grounds. And from there then we'll usually step beyond an archetype to talk a little bit about how is their brand, how does their brand live that archetype or the how what is their how in terms of how they do that in a way that's different from maybe any other archetype 
Does that make sense? Yes, yes, definitely. Basically, you start on a higher level and then you go deeper and figure out how to connect the dots. It's all about I, the idea. At the end of the day, you're it's, it's a creative process. So you're just trying to find a differentiator and then marry that with maybe an archetype and um, try different things and see where the opportunities are and then start and keep exploring or going that path. As we are approaching our the end of our interview, I just wanted to ask you about how to learn more about. So, of course, I'm going to link to your website, which is sylvain.co. But how do you want people to reach out to you? Maybe on LinkedIn? Oh, sure. Yeah, on LinkedIn, probably the best place. Or through Sylvain's social media or website. So we have ways to contact us on the website as well as social media, which is Sylvain. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was really nice.